The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom. But I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome to your show, Mom. Channel Mom is really here for moms like you, even when the rest of the media is not. Now, we're tackling a controversial female topic on the show today. And we've got a famous name to tackle the topic with us because she kind of invented this argument, I think. I think a lot of moms are going to identify with what she's here to talk about today. If you feel like there's something about feminism that isn't working in your life, maybe that's dividing men from women or demeaning motherhood or destroying families to a certain degree, then stick around. Just to kind of set us off, did you know that actress Jennifer Aniston recently said that you don't need a man to have a baby? And, and I, that says everything. And that is why our upcoming guest wrote the book that she wrote. She says that relations between men and women in America have never been more dysfunctional. And she asks if women are more liberated than ever before, why aren't they happier? She points to gender discontent and, and she exposes how the, quote, rightful feminist pursuit of equality went too far. And how the unintended pitfalls of that power trade have made women and men miserable. And I just, I am just fascinated by this because I do think to a certain degree, and and I'm going to be in her camp saying that there are some good things about feminism. But I do think that has it is truly, uh, I don't, p- p- demeaned and hurt and set back motherhood. And, and that is why I wanted to have her on the show today. You might recognize her because she's been a co-host of a popular show on Fox News and uh, she's also been a commentator as well and a political commentator. She was the original co-host on The Five on Fox. We're just blessed to have her. Welcome to Channel Mom, Andrea Tentaros. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I actually I'm so think it's Tentaros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tentaros. Mm-hmm. You're a good Greek <laughs> yeah. woman. <laughs> yeah. I am. So, so tell us, because I do think that, that moms in my audience and, and those that I've talked to at events and, and who've written us emails are, are going to resonate with what you're, you're saying. And, 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 and you're the first to say that you benefited from feminism, but, but you felt mm-hmm. called to write this book. And, and by the way, the name of the book I have, I've neglected to say is tied up in knots, how getting what we wanted made women miserable. And, and just tell the, the ladies in our audience today, and there are going to be some guys that are interested in this too. Why this book and why did you write this message? Well, you know, I think that my generation um, was the first to really bear the fruits of feminism. And as you mentioned, I give a lot of credit to feminists in this book. I could never do what I'm doing and you could never do what you're doing. And a lot of women that are trying to balance being a woman and having all these new opportunities and these careers with being a mom and being a wife. 
Yeah. Um, we owe all these new opportunities to the feminist movement. We do. They did a lot of good. I mean, so much good. Sometimes I wish I could just strangle Gloria Steinem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> too many choices, lady. Too many choices. I'm too stressed out. But there also have been some really serious downsides. And we never talk about them as a society. It's almost like you're a traitor to the sisterhood if you raise your hand and you say, um, but what about this? This is not working out so well. Um, and that's what I wanted to write this book about, that the feminist movement is, isn't like anything 100% perfect, and that they made a couple key mistakes that have manifested itself in really serious cultural um, challenges for women and for the men that we love. And being that sort of first generation of woman at a place in my life where I had this awakening, I mean, literally had this awakening, and I've wanted to write this book for years, but believed everything that the feminists told me that I could have more than my mom had, right? I was the daughters of Betty Friedan, who wrote The Feminine Mystique. And really, doors just opened for my generation. I mean, we graduated college. We were told by Marie Claire and Cosmo that we could rule the world. We could do anything. But they told us a couple of things that were wrong. Mm -hmm. One, that we didn't need a man, that we could do it all by ourselves, that we should put off marriage and put off having kids in place of a career, which was a huge mistake. Two, they did it at the expense of men. So it was never being equal with men. It was about being better. It was that the oppressor, the man that had sort of oppressed women all these decades and centuries, had now become the oppressed. In a culture where dads are doofuses and idiots who don't know where they're going, and the yeah. women always have the answers, right? Yeah. They demean fathers, they demean motherhood, and, and women like Maureen Dowd of the New York Times ask, are men even necessary? And the third thing was not just this competitive adversarial tone with men that we don't have in our lives while we're taking advantage of all these opportunities, but we are told, even still to this day, to shirk our natural feminine wiring, wanting to have kids, wanting to be girly, wanting to be womanly, wanting to be nurturing to our families. We're told that in order to get that power, we have to go on a covetous quest for what the men had. So we have to work like them, we have to party like men, then we have to bed hop like men, negotiate like men, emulate like men. Mm -hmm. The problem is we're not men. And so women are literally and figuratively tying themselves up in knots um, to try and maintain some kind of happiness that if you look at study after study just isn't there. Women just aren't happier than they were decades ago yeah describe so that a little bit into why can you describe mm -hmm. that a little bit because i think i have a feeling that moms listening in their cars and at their computers are agreeing with you but but how can you put your finger on the fact that that women are more stressed out partly due to a kind of uh feminism on steroids and and mm -hmm. partly to their new opportunities and their competition and not letting men do anything in their lives. There, there's a new level of stress and a new level of unhappiness. Can you describe how that's being measured and how we know that? Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, there's the anecdotal evidence that most women know from just talking to other women. But also, you just look at the studies. So one quarter of women in America today are on some kind of antidepressant, according to the Wall Street Journal. Girls are graduating from college with increasingly lower levels of self-esteem from when they entered. So four years later, they have less self-esteem, even though they have this diploma and college degree in hand. Glamour Magazine did a study last year on happiness. Women couldn't even articulate what being happy meant. They didn't even know what it meant. 
And you just look at the numbers, Freakonomics digs into this. It's fascinating. Yeah. In the um, 1950s, 60s, and 70s, when men had more power, men were actually less happy. And women, when there were more traditional gender roles and less opportunities, were happier. Now that has completely flipped. And Freakonomics believes it's because women now, and, and of course every woman listening knows this, women now have adopted all the responsibility of these new opportunities if they seek to, you know, go and get them, career, other things, working from home, but they're still holding on to those uniquely feminine responsibilities of raising the kids, being the wife, all of the housework. It's not like men are dropping out of the workforce in droves. Now, are more men staying at home? Sure, but largely men are still working, and so two parents are working, and you have this and I don't have to tell you, you're the expert in this. You have the women who are working judging the women who aren't working. Yeah. So you have the mommy wars and you have this level of competition. You also have more women in the corner offices competing for promotions and jobs. So you have more cattiness in the workplace and then at the PTA meeting when you come home. So it has just expounded the areas and the arenas where women are competing and where there's just more pressure and more responsibility all while women my age and younger are told that we're supposed to do this without a man by our side, which is perhaps the greatest myth on the entire planet. Sure, sure, sure. And we only have about three minutes left in this segment, but, we, you know, thankfully we get you back for the next segment. Uh, I think that women, because we've been, you know, asked to do everything that men do in addition to remaining uh, in, in the home in some ways, you know, being a wife mm-hmm. and a mother and so on, that, that we now feel bad at everything because we're doing more. So, so now we don't feel like we're measuring up as moms. We don't feel like we're measuring up as wives. We don't feel like we're measuring up in the workplace. If we're stay-at-home moms, we feel like we should be at work. And if we're working moms, we feel like we should be at home. Kel- Kelly Rippa talked about that not too long ago, that she said when she's at work, she feels like she should be at home. And when she's at home, she feels like she should be at work. So there's this enormous you know, inadequacy that we feel. And, and, and in the, at the same time, we're sort of hating men in the middle of it. And, and, and you're right. Our popular culture has said you know, women are the better sex now. And, and men are stupid and, and men are oppressive and men are misogynist and, and um, sexist and all these other things. And so, so now men are feeling worse in some ways as well. So everybody's unhappy and they're taking it out on each other. I, any way you want to expand on that for about two minutes until we got to go to break. Yeah, I mean, women have actually become the sexist. I mean, the, the, the feminist mentality of, you know, women are better. You know, we're not the second sex now. We're the stronger sex. That has trickled down in the form of movies and music and, and sitcoms and, and television programs. I mean, as I mentioned before, it's always the woman who's sort of overpowering the, the husband in the family. And, you know, this has led some, to some really dangerous, you know, myths. And you look at the words of the feminists, right? Gloria Steinem said, don't get married. Helen Gurley Brown, who was the editor-in-chief of Cosmo, Cosmo yeah. disagreed with Steinem where Steinem said, you got to tear down the patriarchy, ladies. Girly Brown said, oh, no, ladies, you need to use your sexuality to navigate it. <laughs> but she also told women not to get married. Both of these women got married. Both of these women had men, Gloria Steinem, who had a man in her life who paid her rent, by the way, so she didn't do it all herself, unlike me. And you have Helen Girly <laughs> Brown, who had a husband, who she relied on for every decision that she made. So they actually brainwashed my generation and other female generations 
that we don't need men. And it wasn't until recently, and we can pick up there on the next you know, block, that women like me, Jenny McCarthy, who I was talking to on her show the other week, we had this awakening where we were like, what are we doing? What are we trying to prove? Yeah. Who are we proving this to that we can do everything ourselves? We're exhausted. We actually want to be the woman. We want to have these great careers, but we also want to have a man by our side and have kids and have family. And you can't have it all no. if you're doing it all alone. Yeah, that's a great myth. So we're going to be back with uh, Andrea Tenteros and her amazing book. I'm, I'm so thrilled that uh, we're able to talk about this because this is a theory that I completely confirm and agree with. Um, and I'm glad that she came out with this, this brilliant book, Tied Up in Knots, How Getting What We Wanted Made Women Miserable. And coming up, I'm going to tell you about my theory uh, about how um, we've really destroyed marriage and family through this process. Stay tuned. My name is no, my sign is no, my number is no. You need to let it go, you need to let it go, need to let to drive a few miles to a beautiful place with delicious food. Let me tell you about one of my favorite places to eat in Colorado. Down home, good cooking, old school, and family friendly, it's the Cutthroat Cafe. Chip Thomas is one of those guys who's created an eating establishment where customers feel like family. Nestled in Bailey, Colorado, next to a sparkling river and national forest, enjoy a getaway to the Cutthroat Cafe on your way to Breckenridge, just off Highway 285 in Bailey, Colorado. Hi, this is Jenny from Channel Mom, and I personally believe in the good work of Idra Haji. Because the camp is located in the town where I live, I've witnessed firsthand how Idra Haji draws children closer to Christ. Idra Haji is a Christian camp designed for kids who are ready to embrace new experiences, get closer to God, and enjoy classic camp activities like horse rides, zip lines, and a climbing wall. Idra Haji is nestled in the beautiful Rocky Mountains just outside of Bailey, Colorado. Sign your kids up for life-changing summer fun. Spots are filling fast. Visit IDRAH. H-A-J-E.org. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. Actually, I had Don play that music coming out of, or into the break on purpose because Megan Trainer's basically pushing men away as the enemy. Now, I get it. I want my 13-year-old girl to say no to every guy <laughs> on certain issues. But you see that songs and popular culture and uh, movies and so on have made men the enemy, and they're always up to no good. And uh, that is partly what Andrea Tenteros is saying in her new book, Tied Up in Knots, How Getting What We Wanted Made Women Miserable. And to a certain degree, I agree with her. Actually, I agree with her almost in total. And, and, and let me just say this before we have Andrea weigh in again. I have a couple of theories. First of all, I have a friend who gives speeches in high schools around America and she says that when she, she goes to the audience to ask girls and boys what they want to be when they grow up, there's always a contingent of girls who do not answer the question and will not raise their hands and say what they want to be. And she approaches them afterwards and says, well, you know, why didn't you raise your hand? You know, what's going on? And they admit to wanting to be mothers, but they were afraid to say it in front of their peers. Number one, Number two, I was listening to Dennis Prager recently, and he, he cited on his show that we now have fewer adult women who are married than women who are, that are unmarried. And I'm not demeaning mm-hmm. being unmarried, but I think we've discouraged marriage, we've discouraged family, we've discouraged motherhood, and I partly blame feminism. And, and I believe that Andrea does too. So, so what do you think about that, Andrea? It's, it's completely true. And I'll tell you, that's exactly what I was doing. Um, and I had that same exercise with a group of young girls who, when you ask them to raise their hand and say, who wants marriage and kids? 
uh, young 20-somethings, you would have thought I asked them who wants to commit a murder with me. I mean, they were like looking over their shoulders like, oh, God, no. Yeah. Um, and I used to be one of them. I remember people asking me, do you ever think you want marriage and kids? And I would say, oh, yeah. But, oh, and I would, you know, wave it off. Like, oh, yeah, but my career is first. Like, down the road, down the road. Oh, I, I was guilty of it. I'll admit that. Yeah, me too. I was the first one to stand up and say, um, and almost, in almost a disparaging tone. I mean, now I'm embarrassed, but disparaging, you know, like, oh, motherhood and kids, like, not now, not me. I'm living a single life in Manhattan. And um, it really, I, I mean, I write this book from the heart. And I do it in a way that um, there's plenty of books out there from conservative women and Christian women that tear down feminists and, and that use their own words, you know, Phyllis Schlafly and others. Sure. This is different. There are women in pop culture today, many of them, that are living traditional lives and espousing traditional messages who are non-traditional messengers. For example, Beyonce. She sat down with Oprah. Now, Beyonce and I probably don't agree ideologically on a lot of things, maybe equal pay. And she said to Oprah, I could not be the woman that I am today if I didn't come home to that man every single night. Now, Beyonce had millions of dollars. She didn't need to marry Jay-Z. She certainly didn't need to marry Jay-Z and then wait to have her child, yeah. which is a great role model for not just African-American women, but all women, instead of what you mentioned Jennifer Aniston saying, women, you don't need a man. Um, Beyonce said, I couldn't even be Beyonce without Jay-Z. That is a traditional message by a non-traditional messenger. Same with Sheryl Sandberg, right? Sheryl Sandberg, expert on how to have it all. She yeah. wrote her book, Lean In. Millions of women bought it. Bestseller. The number one thing she told women they had to get right if they wanted to lean in in their lives was pick the right partner. Choose the right husband. Yeah. The media, of course, misses that one. That's a traditional message from a non-traditional messenger. And even Zosha Mamet. She's a younger girl, um, probably more in line with your daughter, daughter's age, you know, and she's on Girls with Lena Dunham. Yeah. And she writes this column in Glamour, and she says, I went on this date with this guy, and which dating is not happening anymore with young girls. We know this. It's all Tinder and, and hookups. But well, said, and social media. And, you, you mentioned social yeah. media is to blame, too, because it's all been wrecked. The decorum, the niceties, treating a man, treating a woman, you know, with kind of a tenderness and so on. It's all gone. And, and oh, it, it's gone. Men are, I mean, men really are getting away with murder. Why? Because women took them off the hook. Yeah. We convinced ourselves we didn't want monogamy and we didn't want romance and we didn't want dating rituals when we're glued to The Bachelor and we're, you know, glued to movies like The Notebook. Of course, women want the fairy tale. I mean, good grief. Like, can we not be authentic and admit it? Yeah. And we talk about being tied up in knots. So Zosha Mamet writes, we, we go for this, you know, date and the next day he won't even buy my oatmeal. And I write in the book. Or, or she writes in the column, you just Lewis and Clarked my body. The least you could do is buy my oatmeal. Where are all the traditional dating rituals? Where's the romance? Where have all the men gone? Now, she is a huge liberal. And if she's saying the same thing that me and millions of other are, women are, which is basically a rallying cry for the return of tradition, yeah. I thought, you know what? i got to write this book because it's going to take a conservative to make the case for the things that are worth conserving, mutual respect, kindness. It's not subserviency if you make your husband a sandwich, Glamour Magazine. It's called kindness, and I would expect him to do the same. Um, intimacy, discretion. When women or any relationship uses power, um, intimacy is destroyed, and yeah. that's what you're seeing now too. So this is a 
it's funny, my Christian mom and I had this discussion, and I'm a Christian as well. She said, make this more Christian. And I said, Mom, your Christian wisdom is weaved throughout this book. But if we're really going to win the culture wars, instead of just preaching to each other, I want other women right, from amen. different ideological backgrounds, different races, different income brackets to read this book and feel like, wait a minute, I agree with her. And she's citing not her own words. I mean, I'm giving my personal story. But she's citing Beyonce and Sheryl Sandberg and Jenny McCarthy and Lady Gaga, sure. who likes to be the woman and wants her fiancé to be the man and have a traditional relationship. Don't believe me, believe them. And then maybe, maybe conservatives can start to make some inroads and really change the culture in a Christian and a traditional way. And that, my friends, could make us all happier. I, I agree. And, and we only, unfortunately, have four minutes left. But, but I want to I give you kind of my crazy theory. And then I want you to get into a little bit of cheerleading for the moms and the women out there today to say, we can fix this. Uh, because I do think that we've separated the sexes. And I do think that we've made women stress out and men not really knowing who they're supposed to be anymore. Because they certainly shouldn't be tough guys. And, and so I think we've wrecked a lot. Here's my crazy <laughs> theory. But I want to know what you think of it. And, and you may not agree. But I, to a certain degree blame the 60s and sexual liberation for this problem. And I think we introduced the pill and we introduced abortion. You know, the pill came about in 1960 and then legal abortion first in New York in 1970 and then and then legalized, of course, by Roe v. Wade in 1973. But but I see the way in which women were able to say, oh, like Jennifer Aniston, I don't need a guy anymore. I can cut him off. And, and any kind of intimacy that we have can be cut off or, or there's no result for it. And, and, and so children are an unwanted uh, result of, of a woman man getting together. And now I have no connection to him anymore and and also the government stepped in to take care of single women so so they don't need a man to take care of them financially anymore and we wrecked it we wrecked family we wrecked marriage and we wrecked motherhood it, it to a certain degree certainly there are plenty plenty of healthy families and mothers out there but 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 what do you think of that and what's the solution well there's no question that the culture is overly sexualized i mean when you read my book i have a whole chapter on tinder that will make women's eyes pop out of their heads when they <laughs> see what young girls are dealing with trust me it is like whoa um and i did tons of interviews with girls and guys and just the addiction of porn is just skyrocketing because everyone can get it now on their phones um but you said something interesting and i was just having this discussion with a friend who's around my age she said isn't it funny we spent our entire lives not trying not to get pregnant and she said, and now all yeah. we want to do is get pregnant yeah. and we can't. Yeah. You, you talk to so many women that are freaking out, and I see them every day trying to freeze their eggs, wishing they would have froze their eggs, wishing they would have done all this stuff, wishing they wouldn't have pushed men off, wishing they wouldn't have pushed motherhood off, wanting and wishing that they could be a mom, wishing they could be a stay-at-home mom. I mean, it's just natural. Yeah. The, the, the ovaries start moving. I mean, I feel it in myself. I keep looking at babies. I, I mean. So you want to be a mom? And, and I have this one. What? Do you want to be a mom? Absolutely. Yay, girl. And and I'm glad that I woke up and allowed a man to come in my life who's amazing. And he's a great partner, and um, he helps me, and we're on track to do all the things that you do, you know, that the marriage and the kids. And so, um, and I've never been happier. And I just want other women, and especially young girls, to know that you don't have to believe feminist doctrine. You can listen to your heart and your head and your gut when you don't really want to hook up with a guy for fear that he'll move on to the next one on Tinder. You don't have to take monogamy off the table. You don't have to be hostile to men. Yeah. You can welcome them in your lives. You can make choices for yourself. Um, and as a feminist, which I am, because I believe in equal rights, that's the definition of feminism, there's nothing more empowering 
to women and to moms than that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I worry for our culture because I think we've demeaned motherhood and family to the level where it's not something people go after and they want. I mean, we, we, we could stop perpetuating life if, if we're not careful. So so thank you for this message. I want you to let people know how, how they get the book, how they find you, uh, where you're at. How do, you, how do they do that, Andrea? You can get it on Amazon.com or your local bookseller. Um, I'd love if you could buy it in your local bookseller. That obviously counts you know, heavily in book sales at yeah. local bookstores. Um, it's a great book club. Um, book to talk about with women. It's been called by Working Mother Magazine, the modern day men are from Mars, women are from Venus, um, and just yes. for the 21st century and with a conservative bent. And um, it's already a bestseller. So I am just so grateful. It makes a wonderful gift for girls going off to college. I wish this book were around when I went off to college. I do. I just had a big brother who told me what men think. And I put a lot of his wisdom in this book. So it's for women it's for men, it's for moms, and, and I'm hopefully the follow-up will be um, more on motherhood with, as I enter phase two of my life, God willing. But um, yeah, God uh, the willing. support has been fantastic. Yes, I will so pray I'm you can really have babies. I, I will pray that for you, Andrea. <laughs> I know, me too. I just want women to know, like, you don't have to give up everything. Like, wake up. You yeah. can listen to your biological wiring. These feminists are wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you so much for being on Channel Mom. It's been a pleasure. Oh, the pleasure has been all mine, truly. Okay, take care. God bless you. God bless you. Okay, so you heard the message. Uh, we, we have a problem right now in our culture where moms like you are being demeaned. And I, I, that is why Channel Mom came along, for, for a pro-mom message in the media. That is why we exist on radio, on podcast, on, on a website, on YouTube. We're all over the place to, to love on moms and say you do matter. You are raising our country's next generation. We need you to do it well. So we lift you up, and we'd be honored if you could lift us up. Please go to ChannelMom.com and just click Donate to Channel Mom. Even if you're just a $20 a month donor, you're going to get a free Bling T-shirt, and we'll be immensely grateful, and you'll keep us on the air and reaching out to moms on the ground, which we do as well. So I want to wish everybody a lovely weekend. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, tune in next week to Channel Mom. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.